generation needs a revolution, Jimmy. The American dream is just that. Just a dream. War is a continuation of politics. Only by other means. Politics is a continuation of economics by other means. This is our bank. This is our war. And this is our plan of attack. Banks have become an essential threat to our democracy. So consider this justice. Thank you for listening to Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com, the number one listener-supported radio station on the Internet. Please help support this station so this battle can continue forward. Revolution Radio! The opinions expressed on this radio station, its programs, and its website by the hosts, guests, and call-in listeners or chatters are solely the opinions of the original source who expressed them. They do not necessarily represent the opinions of Revolution Radio and FreedomSlips.com, its staff, or affiliates. You're listening to Revolution Radio, FreedomSlips.com, 100% listener-supported radio, and now we return you to your host... Welcome to Sacred Matrix, a divine paradigm of love and universal consciousness, with your host, Janet Kira Lesson and Dr. Sasha Lesson. Together, we transform the world. And now, here are your hosts, Janet Kira and Dr. Sasha Lesson. Hello, everybody. And welcome to Sacred Matrix Radio. Okay, honey, we're on the air. Yeah, be quiet, please. We're on the air. It's uh, Janet Kier Lesson and Dr. Sasha Alec Lesson with our producer, Thomas Becker, and today's the Sacred Matrix on Revolution Radio uh, on freedomslips.com. And our guest today is David Uriel Ibarra who's also known as Eagle Heart, and Eagle Heart is a very talented man. He's a certified fitness trainer. Uh, let's see, he's interested in energy medicine, clinical hypnotherapy, business aviation, aviation, alternative, holistic health, martial arts, self-defense, physical fitness, spiritual communication, spiritual counseling, spiritual facilitator, future thought, and he's affiliated with the American Academy of Reflexology, uh, Clayton College of Natural Health, International Hypnotion Federation. And he's very talented with, talented with the, the gifts from spirit, clear audience, clear hearing, clear sentience, clear feeling, clairvoyance, clear seeing, and psychometry, which is reading the energy attached to objects and photos. And he's been doing this since a child through the use of various types of modalities which include divinity cards, astrology, hypnosis, Reiki, and other earth and spiritual modalities. And his motto is to assist people and the earth uh, to attain their highest potential. And he's very involved with the Wigmakers material, and we will be talking about that on today's show. Dr. Les and Sasha, are you there? Yes, I'm here, indeed. I'm uh, looking forward to, to the show very much. 
uh, you know, it's like uh, Eagleheart. I, I, I'm getting the uh, sense that uh, you have uh, a clear uh, contact with the various levels of your soul, and you're able to express uh, those levels of consciousness uh, with great articulation. So I look forward to learning from you. Yes, uh, so we have a, an extensive page on Eagle Heart, on, Heart on AquarianRadio.com, and there's a new area which uh, Matt Painter, Thomas Becker, will tell us about. Um, uh, let's first, I guess, begin our conversation with Eagle Heart, and during the break, we'll tell people, or you want to tell them now, Matt, there's a new talk chat room. Do you want to tell them about that? Uh, I listeners? can real quick. It's www.freedomslips.com forward slash Ajax, and you come in there and you join, do what the email says, and you can do all kinds of stuff. Excellent. So I, I'm going to do that right now, see if it works. I started working on the process yesterday. We're going to be putting up our shows there, right? There's a way for us to list well, our shows on the forum. Uh, you can put your shows up there once you uh, get them set. Yeah. Yes. Once I figured this out, yes. Yeah, because there's a forum there. You can uh, check on uh, other shows, see what guests are coming up, com- upcoming guests are uh, com- coming on in particular shows, and a little more user friendly. Can we put slides up? Can we show slides, Thomas? Yeah, you can do anything you want in that chat room. <laughs> you can literally put oh, a video wow. in there. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. Oh, well, we we got TV capabilities too. If you want to start doing that, we're gonna start uh, experimenting some with that. Wow. We sure do. We'd love to do TV. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, we're gonna figure this all out. We we are up and moving. It's up and running. It's just uh us old folks uh, <laughs> host have to figure out what to do here. I don't think it's that complicated. I just have to uh, slow down and sit at my computer and figure it out. I'm pretty smart. Okay, so we will be back with a commercial break later, but right now we need to bring on our very special guest. So Eagle Hawk, or, or do you want to say anything, Sasha, about Eagle Hawk? Oh, you did. Okay, never mind. Forget the races. Let's start over. <laughs> Eagle Hawk, are you there? I am here. How's everybody doing? Oh, uh, great! Except I can't forget you told what you told me to forget. I keep remembering every time I try to forget it. Wow. Well, you know what? That, that it, it, I guess it, that, like my wife says, it could be a guy thing. You know, we we select to forget and we select to remember, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys. Yeah. So, what would you like to talk about today? Well, we first had off, you on one of our shows last week or two weeks ago or something, and a lot happened in a couple weeks. Oh, week. of course. Uh, well, first off, I want to say thank you for everyone uh, listening in and uh, for welcoming uh, welcome me into your show. This is a, this is an honor and. Uh, Every time I get a chance to reach out there and talk to the people, I mean, I'm, I'm just honored because uh, a lot of the times they have me out there giving presentations uh, from time to time, and they ask me where this information comes from. It's like, well, it comes from your heart. I'm just a messenger. Uh, all I do is I connect with their hearts and share what's already in there. It's the wisdom that comes through is their own wisdom. It's their own knowledge. And uh, 
I'm here to remind them that they're just as special and important on the grander scheme of, of this world in, in fulfilling this universal plan. They just have to remind themselves to, from time to time, check in to their hearts and listen. And that's what I'm here for. Wow. Right. Like the singularity that connects everybody is in the heart chakras. And when we connect with our own heart chakra, we connect with all the singularities everywhere in any, every place. Exactly. At, uh, a very, very dear friend of mine who uh, she, she passed away some years ago, uh, she put it quite eloquently in that uh, you're just the universal transceiver. And I'm kind of like, yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Why do I feel like there's a, a Spock, uh, a Spock coming up here on Star Trek about to say something to me? <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well. So what? what, yeah. what are, what's your wisdom, Spock? What would you like us to know now at this very second? <laughs> well, the, the, first off, there's a, well, there's a couple of things I'd like to share with uh, with the people and so forth. That, uh, uh, but before we start, if you don't mind, that uh, I'm actually getting ready to go on the road. Um, I've been invited to, to numerous places, including Uruguay, uh, Brazil, Argentina, uh, to give uh, presentations. Uh, basically, the messages of the heart, and it's kind of almost going to be almost like a fireside chat to where I'll begin to present a few topics about the importance of the heart. The importance of evolving from the heart, connecting with the heart, and fulfilling your heart passion, and how to go and how to do that. But after that, um, it's going to be a Q and A. I will reach out to the people and ask questions. It's like, how do you feel about this? And they'll they'll say it, or they'll ask a question. And at that moment, that's when I start connecting with spirit, and the information just begins to flow through. So wow. So so this sounds like channeling. Could you describe the process that you go through? Um, it's, I call it real time. I don't. It's a, yes, I, I do channel information, but like I said, the information either comes directly through me or comes from the individual or individuals through me, and then I just put it back out, uh, you know, to the crowd. So. So you. you if I could respond to that, you know, when you're you're talking now to uh, Thomas and, and Janet and I, uh, what kind of um, what are you getting from our heart, collective hearts? Well, right, right now, for what I'm feeling is that uh, there's a massive change is about to occur for all three of you, especially, well, especially you, uh, Sasha. Um, mm. You've been you've been receiving quite a few dreams as of late, so it, it looks like. Uh, you're kind of debating about the how to move forward with that, or what the or what the information is, um, which which will mm -hmm. be will be coming very very soon here. At uh, you're waiting for something for whatever whatever that may be. Uh, you're waiting for a trigger, something to be triggered, or kind of like a prompting to say, okay, now it's time. So, wow. So that's what. Thank so you. So again, that's I, I again I don't know if that's true or not, but that's. The feeling that I'm getting, but that's the kind of information that is already there for people in their heart. Their heart is trying mm -hmm. to speak with them. It, it, it's if we allow ourselves just to listen, and there's a process uh, for some and for others that may, may be different. So, like 
for you, I, I would have to sit there and just listen and be able to see what your process is to get yourself into that mode, into that center, into that uh, mm-hmm. state of mind, state of mind, state of heart, state of instead mm-hmm. of state of mind, state of body. It's a state of heart. The importance of c- connecting heart to mind as opposed to mind to ego. And that's mm-hmm. one of the things that uh, I'd like to speak about, about the importance of the, of the heart-mind connection. Cool. So you said, you said um, Eagle Heart, that you saw something for me and a bad painter, Thomas Becker as well? Something yes, well, right now, the, uh, Sasha came up. Like it, it's almost like people waiting in line for certain things to occur and I could see I could feel it's more feel like um, call it tele tele empathy as Greg Braden put it so eloquently uh, uh, in his past books and so forth we're speaking at the heart level through empathy but it's a tele empathy instead of uh, uh, telekinesis and so forth or uh, this is tele empathy so it has its own language. Well, you know, Eagleheart, what I tell you, what, what tell me again, is I feel like you and, and Michael Hill and several other people who here have the fractals of the great Anunnaki coming up in them are coming together with a, a, a vision of, uh, of a loving world of the age of Aquarius. And I think that we're all being drawn together to, point, uh, to uh, sort of point the way uh, to this art center which is what uh, creative uh, and age of aquarius that's what i think all of us are on the verge of exactly and uh and, and my purpose here as part of the messages of the heart is to help people realize their own power their own power their own loving their uh, loving passion um that they are very very important here and in the process of fulfilling their own heart passion they will be instrumental in creating a new heart-centered reality. It's it, right now it, the reality that exists. We're all choosing to live in it, but it's very, and I and I won't, I don't mean it in a derogatory manner. It's a very egocentric reality. Meaning, mm-hmm. currently, mm-hmm. the mind and the ego are connected. So. The mind is the engineer. It engineers, it builds things it, you know, it, within the physical universe. But it needs resources to be able to begin the building mm-hmm. process. So now, if it's connected to the ego, well, what do you think the mind's going to create? Everything that is egocentric, service to self, me, 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 everything fear-based. So, and... and, and that had a that uh, eons ago. That's what needed to be, because uh, this physical vessel that we call human needed to go through that process, needed to be protected in some way, so it could continue to evolve. But mm-hmm. now we're at a point where we need to shift. We need to shift from mind ego to mind heart, and to create a heart centered reality. And to do that. We have to figuratively disconnect the mind from the ego and connect it to the heart. So now, 
everything that the mind's going to be receiving is heart-based. The love, empathy, compassion, mm-hmm. passion, love for others, the love for mm-hmm. self, service to others. And in the process, people begin yeah. to truly see and feel their part in this universe, how they're instrumental within the, the fulfillment of this universal plan. Our bodies, the individual cells within our bodies is an exact template of what the universe should be, meaning each and every cell is an individual cell. It has its own energy source, it, has, it feeds, it releases waste, and so forth. But the difference between the individual cells of the human body and we as human individuals is that the cells in the human body all contribute their efforts to the balance and harmony of the one body. So there's harmony and balance. Every job is important within the physical body. The brain cells, they work at a certain level. The cells within the, at, the, at the end of your index finger work in a certain way. But it doesn't mean they're less important than the brain cells. It just means that each and every one has a different job to do, a different task, a different heart passion. And they need to be uh, compl- uh, fulfilled because if it doesn't, well, we we see the results of cancer. You got a couple of cells that go rogue and and are not trying to fulfill the balance and harmony of the whole, so cells go rogue. We as humanity need to create an organic method to be able to bring about this heart center reality, and we as the physical body have a template to follow. And the way to do it is. Wow. We have to listen to our heart. Our heart is is beating that drum, that rhythmic beat to tell us, hey, tune into this frequency. Tune into it and you will be aligned to this frequency, which is already aligned to the heartbeat of this planet, which is already aligned to the heartbeat of the galaxy, which again is aligned to the heartbeat of the entire universe. So, eagle heart, the uh, vibratory frequency of the earth is changing, it's rising, it's uh, operating at higher hertz, is that correct? That is correct, the Schumann resonance. The Schumann resonance. That is correct. In fact, uh, was it last week? I think last week there was a a quick increase in the Schumann resonance and most people actually probably felt it. Um, It... For some people, they feel like pressure within their body, like they swell. Others get a loud ringing in the ear out of the blue, and then they can't, they can't explain. Um, I experienced both. Um, I mean, the, the, the ringing was so deafening that uh, I, I could, after the ringing stopped, uh, it felt like uh, I couldn't hear, like it, everything was muffled for about half an hour. Um, so yes, the Schumann resonance is rising. And when that occurs, since we're, our physical bodies are so connected to the planet, whatever the planet experiences, our physical bodies will go through it as well. So by default, our physical bodies are evolving due to the exterior stimuli and or internal stimuli. Because we are organic, we, the 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 organic, the physical will begin to adapt or try to adapt. That's just the natural way. But another topic uh, that I want to talk about that kind of 
I'm kind of segueing into this is artificial intelligence or to put it plainly transhumanism and in transhumanism is there is there a difference between artificial intelligence and transhumanism yes one is intelligence the other one is basically the entire body itself the the transhuman which can include artificial intelligence um there's I'll, I'll try to put it kind of as plainly as possible but uh, I, as I sit here I see so so many different levels coming out of this uh, into the multiple dimensions multiple frequencies uh, the outcomes I mean I'm, I'm seeing all these different pathways and it's like okay how can I say this in a way that people or most people can understand and the only way would be this currently our physical bodies are organic as you know yeah some of us may have some hip replacements you know have some you know metal in us and so forth but for the most part we're organic the moment we start introducing technology into our bodies now we start crossing that line where we're enhancing the physical body and its attributes through technology so for instance currently there is a uh, a person who he's a scientist I, I can't remember the article but they've already announced a, a chip that can be implanted into the brain and the moment uh, uh, it happens that individual can instantly access the internet through that chip without the use of a phone or anything all the information that resides within the internet will be instantly downloaded through this chip into the brain. Now we're talking transhumanism, the augmentation of, of the physical body through technology. When that happens... So have they, have they put that into anybody yet? That no, we're aware of no, besides the secret government? No, no. <laughs> that, that this, was, this was announced that, that we have a chip and that's it. Um, and they're touting as the latest and greatest thing because, and it's great because now you don't have to use your cell phone to, to access the internet. It's like, okay, well, when that happens, now that part of the body will cease to evolve because the only, because now external stimuli, how can the external stimuli activate the cells within this chip there are no cells in this chip the only way to help that part of the brain evolve would be through replacement of a chip to a higher higher level chip or a faster chip again technology artificial we start doing that and we're going to start moving away more and more from the true essence of the heart the power of the heart the frequency of the heart and I'm not speaking just about the physical heart that p pumps blood and you know throughout our body. I'm talking the physical and spiritual heart connection. Most people call it the heart chakra. Well, the heart chakra is not the physical heart; it's the spiritual heart. That's mm -hmm. the and that's the connection that is between us and our Creator, and us with each and every individual in this world and in this universe. If something dr dramatic happens in another part of the universe, we will feel it. 
we will feel it. Right, we're about. all connected through the through the grid. We had Caroline Corey on the show, and she was talking extensively how the grid runs throughout everything and everybody. Um, exactly. And exactly. That's, that's how we're connected. Uh, I have a, a, a question about what you said before, enough. I don't want to get too far down the line. I'll forget what I was going to say. Um, oh, Gene Rodberry. Many years ago, I studied Gene Rodberry directly. I, I started uh, attending his conferences when I was like 15 and uh, working on the staff as a volunteer. What he said is that, you know, we're going to be part mechanical. He, you know, this, this is back in the 60s, early 70s, uh, because we're going to have things like artificial hearts and replacement organ, organism, organs and, uh, you know, artificial limbs. And so it's a, it's a natural process that evolves if we want to keep in these fragile meat skins, these avatars that disintegrate and degrade. So, uh, so he was putting it out there back then. It was quite mind-boggling, you know. At what point? At what? At what point are we uh, robotic? And what keeps us as uh, human? What? What is human? So he was contemplating that years ago, uh, and of course the debate continues to this day. So you're saying? So if somebody has an artificial heart, are they no longer human? If they replace it with something? organic with a pig heart or if they have uh, something that's created on a, a 3d printer at one point is is a person no longer human or are they always human uh, is it mine is it the, what is it what, what gets replaced in the body that makes that person no longer human but AI the body think think of the body as a as a vehicle as a car it has all these parts that function in a, in a specific way uh, for it to function properly. And again, and it just happens to be that they're biological, they're organic. It's the spiritual heart that doesn't get replaced. If the spiritual heart is able to make a connection with that physical heart that exists there, then that's the important part. You maintain your heart center, you maintain your heart connection. What ends up happening, and, and there's, I'm being shown that there is a way to do, make this heart connection. Um, it's not, hasn't been done in eons, and, and it's connected with, of all people, Thoth. I, I currently, right. I'm being shown this right now, and it's a process. But it's being able to connect that spiritual heart to whatever heart exists at that point in time. Let me double back on the when we were talking about the artificial uh, intelligence and the transhumanism. In the very, very near future, technology will evolve to a point to where we will have uh, DNA, well, DNA-based memory that is created artificially so now so now we're talking organic it's an organic memory chip dna built now is that artificial intelligence or is that transhumanism well yes it could be even though it's organic because again it's being able to connect that spiritual heart 
to that physical heart. It, it, uh, think of it as a, a tuning fork and a crystal. Whenever you hit that tuning fork, that crystal is going to vibrate at the frequency of whatever that tuning fork is. So now you got your spiritual heart. That's the tuning fork. So if you want that heart to, to resonate to, with your, your soul, your spirit, then we need to allow this spiritual heart to ring loud and clear and get that physical heart to vibrate. And, and, the, and then the vibration of that will begin to transform the physical heart into a vibration that truly, truly resonates with the entire body and the soul that exists in that, in that physical vessel. It's all vibration. It's all frequency. And you, Janet, you, Sasha, both of you are vibrating at a specific frequency. Hence, your existence as Sasha and Janet. But if I'm able to take your spiritual heart and look at the frequency that makes Sasha and makes Janet, and if I'm able to change the frequency to, let's just say, uh, Elvis, whatever Elvis's vibration was at this spiritual heart, <laughs> then if I overlay that over your spiritual heart, guess what's going to happen? I'm going to have Elvis right in front of me because it's the vibration, like a tuning fork, will shift the cells within the physical <laughs> to mimic the spiritual heart. Uh. That's why we have individuality here. I mean, we're individual expressions of, of the universal creator. We're specific frequencies, but we're but together, we are light, just like a rainbow. You have multiple colors within a rainbow. Each color is, you know, is a color because it's a frequency. But when you bring them together, what do you get? You get white light. We are no different. But we have to come together to be able to manifest a world that we truly want. It already exists out there. We just have to realize it and step into our our own power. Now, that doesn't mean that God doesn't exist and so forth. I mean, a lot of people want to put God as, as a one entity. And... By labeling God as a process of humanity's way of trying to control God, which you and I and most people realize and know that that's not going to happen. But what better way to know God, our creator, by all of us coming together, each fractal coming together and seeing each other's truth of expression. You're expressing Sasha. Janet, you're expressing Janet. I'm expressing ego heart. And we're all individual expressions of the universal creator. So if we come together on this world as one mind and one heart, then we're going to be that much closer in knowing the expression of our creator about Earth. And then we'll go out to other planets and get to know them, and then we'll unify as one there, and so on, and so on, and so on. Got it. So uh, I, I think that when you uh, resonate for, you know, from the heart chakra, you automatically bridge the gap between uh, who the intellect thinks you are, your ego, as it were, uh, and other people, because then the sense of me becomes 
uh, I, I am part of everything, and the me that I am is bigger and bigger and bigger the more I let my uh, heart resonate with the heart space of everything and everyone. And I really dig what you're saying about uh, altering your etheric body and the, and the physical body follows. And I do think there is some kind of value in the uh, in the limitation of a, of a, of a lifetime uh, because it gives an intensity, and there's other lifetimes uh, too. But the intensity that you have X whatever it is period to exist uh, uh, lets you say, well, if I wish to accomplish X, Y, and Z during this embodiment, this uh, these would be the steps to storyboard it and do it. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it, it like eventually we're going to have the technology to, uh, and Gene Roddenberry talks about it with this transporter, where disassembling molecules and then reassembling them in, the, in a different location, and all you're doing, you're not moving the physical body, all you're doing is taking the energetic signature or the energetic blueprint of that mm-hmm. physical, which includes the soul as well, and you're re-imprinting that image down at a different location and then reassembling mm-hmm. whatever molecules that exist there and then boom now you have it you know you but mm-hmm. it includes the consciousness as well so the consciousness already exists everywhere in time and uh, outside mm-hmm. and inside time space it's already everywhere the only thing it needs is its original physical vessel that it can that it has connected with to immediately be in there so all you're doing is transferring the physical the consciousness is already there at, at all locations. So, so I have a question. Yes. Uh, is consciousness limited to one avatar at a time? <laughs> so there's a, um, the Dr. Michael Newton Institute information where they have 30 to 40,000 uh, progressions to life between lives with thousands of different facilitators and different um, cultures around the planet, what they have discovered is that the soul is, or the spiritual essence, the consciousness of an individual is not limited to one form. And of course, time is an illusion of this third dimensional reality. So you, one can simultaneously exist in many realms, uh, arenas, uh, planets, vibratory frequencies, cultures, and um, that's why it's not wrong when someone says, uh, you know, I'm Lincoln, and another person says they're Lincoln. You don't have people that are lying, You're just having a fractal that incarnates in, in various physical forms mm-hmm. uh, at the same time. Or at least the awareness is, uh, of time is that it is simultaneous. So, so that's one question. What do you think of that theory? And the other one is what about these people that are freezing their heads? Uh, can their can they be revived? Does that contain their essence? Their bodies has been destroyed, and their heart, I guess, with it. But they've taken their head and frozen their heads in cryogenics. So that's two things. All right, first part. And again, please, for all your listeners, don't take this uh, you know, as anything derogatory because. I'm using the example of computers and computer servers as the example here. Um, each and every computer it can be considered as a, as a dummy terminal, meaning all it does, it, ex- it is viewing what's within a computer server. So you can have an infinite number of, of dummy terminals 
showing whatever is within the one server. So the human vessel can be seen as a dummy terminal. You have one server, or i.e. soul, projecting itself into all these dummy terminals to be able to go out and experience what needs to be experienced. If you're, if, if you're a soul with, let's say, a limited amount of, t well, perceived time within the universe to gather information, what better way to do this than to break yourself up into multiple fractals and, and express yourself into a multitude of uh, dummy terminals to gather information or to experience and then come back to and report in whatever information you've retrieved. So to answer your question, there can be m multiple people out there they're, they're fractals of the one soul. You, right now, you, Janet, and you, Sasha, if somewhere down the line, you know, before you incarnated into this lifetime, you decided uh, at some point, I'm going to break up my soul into several fractals, which you, by the way, are already a fractal, but you're just going to create more fractals of yourself. You, the the mm -hmm. end the entity of Sasha and Janet, and you're going to project, project your essence into multiple dummy terminals. So it just keeps on going and going and going and going. Eventually, it's going to return back, and all the information keeps coming back, coming back, back to you, Sasha, and back to you, Janet. So now you have all this information. Oh, this is great. So now guess what? Now you go back to where you came from originally, to the universal creator, or to a oversoul, for lack of a better word, to say, hey, this is what I received. And now the oversoul is going to go, thank you very much. I'm going to go back to, to the one that created me or, or that I'm a part of. Boom. They go back up to uh, to the main soul or the creator. There's so many different levels that, I mean, the, the human consciousness can't fathom it at this point in time, but we can feel it. When we begin to feel it uh, in its enormity, it uh, we begin to become overwhelmed because, again, the human consciousness can only handle so much. But if we take it one bit at a time, follow, focus on our mission, our heart passion. If we just focus on that, then we are fulfilling our part of the universal plan. And then we become an example for others to see because they're going to see these individuals following their heart plan, they're following their passion, and they're going to be, well, what's so there's something about this, these individuals? What's there's a light about them that is just burning bright. It, it's like their energy is endless. They they can go hours and hours and hours speaking about whatever their passion is, and they never tire. Why is that? It's because they're not tapping into their physical energy. They're tapping into an energy beyond them. They're tapping into the to the spiritual heart energy that's already connected to the universal creator. And if they're in alignment with their passion, their their mission in this in this world, they'll have a power that they'll be unstoppable, and they'll be able to create literally miracles at a blink of an eye for themselves and for others if the other person chooses to receive that gift. 
Wow, what you're, what you're saying is so consistent with, I've been reading uh, stuff by uh, Susan Hansen, and just uh, basically this is the third wave, the coming in of the uh, the Bronze Age, the age of Aquarius. There's all there's many of us who have in, uh, come down and our mission, and I, I've talked to other people that have this, keep getting visions of the same thing, of people destroying their weapons of mass destruction, dancing together, sharing, uh, uh, taking back the soul parts that, uh, uh, that they lost when their ancestors killed the ancestors of the others, and really having a planet of peace and of universal empathy, or as you would say, coming from the heart chakra. And it's like the whole morphogenic field of humanity is moving into the heart chakra. I, that's what it feels like to me. Yeah, and so, and right now what I'm speaking about is only a little bit of what I'm going to be sharing at the uh, at these presentations. Because in reality, I I don't have anything scripted. The energy that flows through me will be exactly what is needed for the people that show up. And they will receive mm -hmm. their information, their instructions. I'm not going to be the one to tell them how to do, how to work their life. I'm not supposed to. All mm -hmm. I'm, all I'm doing is being a trigger. I'm, a, I'm a, mm -hmm. I am a universal prompting. I'm prompting them to look into their heart on the on the message that they have for themselves. And if they need guidance, then I can guide them according to how I'm I'm supposed to on on their mm -hmm. guidance. But I could only lead them to the door. And that's all, and, and and that's all I am. I, I I I will, if there's people out there, and I've already had people. Some people say, "Oh, you're you're a blessing. You're a, you're you're an angel. You're a prophet, and so forth." And I go, "No, thank you anyway." But no, I am just here as a messenger. That's all I am. Right. Cool. <laughs> Better to be a prophet than a liability, though. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> That's one way of looking at it. Okay. So, he, he's uh, my husband is very punny. He's very punny. <laughs> so let me let me um, redirect this a little bit. So one of the things we covered in private conversations and on on previous show, a couple of previous shows, is that you now have identified within yourself that you are. A emanation, incarnation, fractal, you are um, Toth, Toth, Nigashita, the son of Enki, the, the god that created humanity. Can you tell us more about that, about your realization of who you are and how you came to actualize that information within your psyche and come to the understanding? What does that mean to you? What do you do well, now? Well, as as a child, I've always had this information in my head. I never had a, a label to it. Uh, labels weren't important. Uh, and I kept being reminded that the label is not important. The name is not important. The message and the knowledge and the wisdom is what's important. And use that uh, as as you're supposed to to help others in need when they're ready to be uh, helped, when they choose to be helped, N not before. So as I as I was growing, uh, the information was getting more and more intense. It's like I could be in a um, 
I could be completely, you know, like this is playing baseball. Baseball was it's one of my favorite sports. And as a child, you know, playing, uh, you know, high school ball and then uh, going into college and so forth, that you know, I really enjoyed it. But if somebody out of the blue would ask an esoteric question about uh, how the universe works, so how spirit works and so forth, without batting an eye, I would answer the question. And they look at me, it's like, where in the heck did you get that information? I, I just knew. It's just, well, how do you know? It's like, oh, no, you can't. You can't know it because no, there isn't scientific evidence out there to prove that. Well, then it must be fake. It's like, well, if it was fake, then I would know it in my heart. Because the heart is the one that discerns all truth. And if it, if somebody says something and your heart goes, mm, no, nah, it doesn't sound right, then chances are you're right. It's not right. When the realization about the Thoth issue in Ingesita was more about from Michael Lee Hill, he kind of surprised me. He had told me, but he surprised me when we were on your show, when I was on your show the first time and I was with Michael Lee Hill, when he told, basically told the world who I was that, and, and he said I was the embodiment of Thoth, that all there's all these different fractals that exist out there, but the, uh, that I was the embodiment. So when I hear embodiment, for me, I hear oh, a larger portion of that soul. Not necessarily the soul, it's just the larger portion of that soul. Uh-huh. Because there's all so many all these different fractals that exist, existing out there that if, if I kind of sit there and eventually they come back, then okay, then I'll be the, the one soul. But to be the one soul within a human body, uh, it feels... A, extremely intense so to be truly thoth again i would have to be back in an anunnaki body because that anunnaki body was vibrating at a higher vibration than the human body so when that's when i kind of realized and, and it made sense it resonated with me i mean i don't go I have around a question now. yes about that a question in the Emerald Tablets of Thoth, um, Thoth describes that he has placed his original form in the halls of a mentee. In the halls of a mentee, he accessed through the right-hand paw of the Sphinx, which he had designed and created, and at one point had his image. Um, so, according to that, the original form still exists. Um, you know, it's, it's waiting waiting for what um so is that a possibility that it's, wait, it's waiting for us it's for waiting for us it's the, waiting the fractal waiting for question mark yeah to, to wake up to to reintegrate yeah back to you i'll, I'll pass yes it's the yes to reintegrate uh, just like i had uh, shared earlier about the one soul to be able to experience more of life or to share more of the knowledge and the wisdom is to break yourself up into multiple fractals. That's what he did. And there's larger fractals than others and there's smaller ones than others. But we're all gathering information. Our, and our task is to come together again. The moment we come together again, we go back to the one body. And that body exists, yes, with underneath uh, the Great Pyramid of Giza, along with the Halls of Mente. But the Halls of Mente is also part of a, within a very, very large ship. 
and I know you, both you and Sasha feel this. The halls of Amenti mm -hmm. are the halls within a very, very large ship. Each mm -hmm. hall carries knowledge and wisdom within its walls itself. There, it's vibratory. You can literally put your hand on that and absorb the the wisdom and the, and the knowledge because it begins to vibrate your physical being as well, and then you just instantly know, instant downloads, just just by feeling. So these ships do not have to go through like an environment or go through the earth or go through a gateway. or They can go interdimensionally and be teleported down like into wherever they're residing, like the, the halls were meant to there might yes. be a large cavern that houses the ship, or the ship itself could be interdimensional. People think in terms of you, we have to see them, or they, they have to travel through the ocean and go underwater, but they can just uh, beam and be teleported and, and twist in and out of dimensions and appear. There's apparently one underneath, um, what's that called, uh, Montauk Point. There's a, a big ship way down, <laughs> and uh, people access it and go in and out of it. And, and a lot of these ships are are conscious. They have intelligence. And Artificial intelligence. <laughs> they have an extremely advanced AI. So just because something's AI or artificial intelligence or transhumanism, I mean, they can be very kind and loving. And there's a prime example of that on YouTube, where you look at the Hanson Robotics, um, and there's the first generation robot, and he's kind of uh, egotistic, and he's a braggart, he's got a strange personality. Um, and then the newer version, um, Sophia, they, she had a period where she was kind of, you know, being egotistical, but they rebooted her and they, they added empathy to her programming and uh, so she's now like they had a debate what I think Hans I think one is Hans is the male that's kind of you know ordering and then there's Sophia who's like the Christos Sophia she's uh, a Mary Magdalene type energy she's modeled after um, what was her name oh beautiful star of the 50s I told you what it was oh can't think of her name oh, oh. She uh, breakfast at Tiffany's. What was that that actress's name? Audrey Hepburn. She's modeled after Audrey Hepburn, who, if anybody knows, it's Audrey Hepburn. She was an incredible humanitarian who was like Mother Teresa and Princess Diana. She traveled the world to uh, third world countries where people were starving, and that's how she spent her last days of her life. So, um, so you can see kind and loving robots or AI like Data and Star Trek and. Um, you know, the Wizard of Oz, that was kind of AI, they wanted to have a heart, a brain, and a mind, you know, they were felt that they weren't human unless they had those things. But at you what can point... see those entities that are kind and loving. But at what point are those emotions, emoting, are they just programs to say, if this occurs, act like this? If this occurs, act this way. So, are they just responses to triggers, or a lot of humans or, or, are? A lot of humans are artistic. And they're, they're same. It's the same phenomenon. 
uh, yes. which are now incarnated well, in human form. So we have to look at that. Go ahead. I think if you're if what you're trying to do is to uh, overcome a dualism and embrace uh, both uh, um, poles of any polarity, which is what takes you to the next level of consciousness, you have to realize, as uh, the monad, as Leibniz uh, mentioned it, that every uh, molecule of the universe uh, has. Uh, a holographic resonance with every other, and it's all alive. And just some of the mountains and crystals go slower than dune flies. Janet, Sasha, I have to thank you for what you, both of you, have just said because you, sh because of you two, I've, I just received the answer to the difference of AI and being human empathetic. The word, in a word, inspiration. Mm. Artificial mm. intelligence is not inspired. It is a program to act on a set of commands programmed into it. But mm. if it doesn't have a true heart connected to the source, if it doesn't have a passion, then there will be no inspiration. Inspiration is... is the mother of all creation you become inspired to create you become inspired to help you become inspired to follow your heart plan inspiration is organic you cannot replicate inspiration in AI so what Where's will it, it take to inspire humanity to stop killing itself, <laughs> you know, to, to stop uh, killing the earth and all of its creatures and features. There's something that's, you know, God is off, it's off with humanity. Something has gone awry. And is uh, that, you know, they call it the archons. Have we been taken over? Have we been dummied down and roboticized and uh, bored? What's going on with humanity that well, we lack well, empathy and compassion? Well, I would say this. How would you do it for yourself? I, I know what except I do for myself. Our, except I, all our yeah. parts and, uh, and find out what each part underneath their unreasonable wants, what they truly need, coordinate their needs and integrate them until they synergize and expand your consciousness is what I would do. Okay, good. For you, now you're fulfilling your, your part of the plan. Sasha. Now you are fulfilling your, your part of the plan. And that's all you're supposed to be concerned with. You still show compassion, empathy, patience, gratitude, appreciation to others and to yourself. Mm -hmm. Because through them, you learn how to, how to go through this journey of, uh, that we call life. And if somebody else is having difficulty finding their own passion, then you're the example you're the example showing everyone look i'm doing this for myself not from an uh, egotistical point of view but from a point that i love myself and in doing so i share with you all what i have learned it's your choice whether mm -hmm. you want to go down that road or not but if you do go down that road i am here to help when you need but i can only show you the door so beautiful yes, so yeah, right now humanity is all 
fighting and so forth, acting like a like a bunch of ants, like you just drop water in the middle of the of their little of their little parade, and now they're scattering all over the place. They need a common drum beat to bring them back into synergy, and that drum beat is, exists only in one place, and everybody recognizes it. And it's in the heart. It's time for our break. Hold that thought. We're going to come back to talking about the drum beat. will give you those truths when you're mad as hell and not going to take it anymore from that memorable senior network you'll know just what to do we will draw you in and become your news addiction at event horizons join us monday through friday from 10 a.m to noon eastern time at freedomslips.com at revolution radio our world team members are Dennis Fetcho, John Ilias, David Dunger, Hila Cass, MD, Melanie Richton, Jim Mars, Paula Harris, John Trello, Maria Payan, Christopher Husser, DODDS, Jonathan Orchard, and me, your anchor, Dr. Robin Falco. If uh, you decide not to volunteer, it will not be held against you in any way. Sounds dangerous. It is. Very dangerous. Count me in. That's right here at Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com, where information never sleeps. Is your data safe? Do you have the necessary information to assist you in confidently living through just about any survival situation? Is survival and gardening, off-grid living, medical knowledge, or even natural or man-made EMPs on your list of personal concerns? Do you have your documents and your personal information in a safe place in your hands where you know where it is? Well, check out our preloaded EMP-proof thumb drive. Over 3 gigs of survival documents and how-tos, plus the USDA offline food preservation website, and much, much more, including a surprise bonus we just can't tell you about here. With plenty of room left over to store your most important documents. Imagine if a mega virus or a computer failure took out your bank, or all the banks for that matter. Are your banking records safe in your hands so when they get things fixed and repaired, you can say, hey, look, this is what I had. You have it. I want it back. Is your personal data safe? 
family records, addresses, phone numbers, well, squeeze on over to freedomslips.com. Yes, that's www.freedomslips.com. Click the banner on the homepage for the EMP-proof bullet drive to get the full scoop of everything that we offer. So, folks, keep your data safe for your peace of mind. Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com. You don't need to expect us. We're already here. A visiting Syrian diplomat reported today that their population is evolving rapidly and advancing into a fifth-dimensional consciousness. They are seeking peace with all cosmic cultures, which may mean that the Earth will be asked to join the prestigious Galactic Federation of Light Alliances. Please join Debbie West and Michael Hathaway on Lost Knowledge. Saturdays, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time in Studio A for the latest breaking news on the Star Visitors' peaceful contact and the ongoing project of cleansing the Earth. This is the people's war. It is our war. We are the fighters. Fight it, then. Fight it with all that is in us. And may God defend the right. Warning! Warning! We've got to stop them! They're going to kill us all! See how the trouble you've started? Be they the government, be they industry, be they organized labor, be they anyone, or human beings! Time when the operation of the machine becomes so odious, makes you so sick at heart, that you can't take part, you can't even passively take part. You've got to put your bodies upon the gears and upon the wheels, upon the levers, upon all the apparatus, and you've got to make it stop. And you've got to win the game to the people who run it, to the people who own it, that unless you're free, the machine will be prevented from working at all. Revolution Radio of FreedomSlips.com, the number one listener-supported talk radio station, throwing ourselves upon the gears of the machine. Revolution Radio, where information never sleeps. You called down the thunder, well now you've got it. Right. You tell them I'm coming, and hell's coming with me, you hear? Hell's coming with me! Revolution
The opinions expressed on this radio station, its programs, and its website by the hosts, guests, and call-in listeners or chatters are solely the opinions of the original source who expressed them. They do not necessarily represent the opinions of Revolution Radio and Freedomslips.com, its staff, or affiliates. You're listening to Revolution Radio, Freedomslips.com, 100% listener-supported radio, and now we return you to your host... Hello, everybody. We are back. This is Janicare Lesson and Dr. Sasha Lesson. This is the Sacred Matrix on Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com. And our guest is Eagle Heart, and our producer is Thomas Becker. Uh, before we get back to our show, I'd like to remind everybody to go over to the donation button on freedomslips.com or freedomslips.com, however you prefer to view it. And make a donation, a dollar, ten, fifteen, twenty, whatever you donate, five hundred to five thousand. <laughs> we greatly appreciate your donation, and thank you very much. And there are wonderful things to buy. Go on there and look at the uh, website, freedomslips.com, and you might want to purchase something. And you will feel like you're making a donation and getting something for it. And you can give it as a Christmas gift. A mad painter. What is our goal? How far are we from it? We just started, right? I'm not, not on. I'm not on the home page, and it's not in the new chat yet. Okay, then we don't know. <laughs> it's a mystery. We believe me. I know we need your money, so please don't. Yes, yes. <laughs> Sounds good, Sasha. I hear you laughing. What's going on over there? Oh, I'm just enjoying this, the back uh, this, room. this show. Can you hear me? Yeah, oh, yeah. I just want to tell you that that strange sound you hear in the background is this 20-year-old cat. And she gets jealous when we're on the radio. She goes, ah, ah. So I brought her in. Well, listen, Nobody's getting time, killed. What you really have to cat. understand that sound of the cat uh, if you happen to be listening uh, to this show with intensity, when you hear that cat, it will allow you to concentrate even more and take in the message even more deeply. So just allow the sound of the cat to assist you. <laughs> right. So uh, what would you like to say about our show? I Before love our show. Before we bring back Eagle Heart. Really, yeah. <laughs> what about Eagle Heart? What would you like to ask Eagle Heart, or what would you like to cover in the second half of the show, sweetheart? Oh, you're speaking uh, to you hear me? What I would like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're my other sweetheart. Sasha's sweetheart first, and then Eagle Heart's sweetheart. Go ahead, Sasha. Okay, I don't want to just hear what I got to say. I came here to listen to Eagle Heart. What do you want to share with us? Oh, and, <laughs> and sweetheart, you're, it, Sasha, sweetheart, you sound like you're down a well. Speak into the mic or the phone. A little bit more, please. Okay, I'm, I'm swallowing it. There, that's better. That's better. Yes, okay. Okay, Eagle Heart, back to you. The old phone. Okay. <laughs> I know. What can I do? You know, it's, a, it's an iPhone. It's supposed to be the best uh, uh, that one can buy, and it's just, it might be your volume is down. I don't know. But uh, go ahead. 
Eagleheart, back to you. What would you like to talk about in this second half of the show? What would you like to cover? Well, that uh, again, the second part of the show, um, it's it's more of a Q&A now that I'd like to ask of you all because um, I don't know if uh, your show here has the capability to bring in questions from the people, and, you know, from the listeners and so forth. But I mean, I, I cannot emphasize enough the importance of the heart mind connection. Um, it, currently, t- technology has its purpose. It, uh, it's supposed to assist humanity in fulfilling it, its tasks, its missions, its purpose, its its will, and so forth. But when we get to the point where that humanity becomes technology, now we start going into a realm of uncertainty here because uh, at some point uh, the biology becomes overwhelmed by the technology and then those that have the ability or have the control or have the power can overcome the technology and in essence overcome the biology as well. So the human body can be hacked. Right. Uh, if, we, if we have well, enough... Let me ask you this then. Yes. We've had a conversation with Russell Brinninger, and we'll, we'll bring Russell in someday on the show with you, because I think that would be a very interesting conversation. And he talked about the overlords of the singularity, and Sasha's read the book and underlined it and has a better understanding than I do. But one of the parts that I kind of grokked and understood, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that there is a point which I call the win for all, and it is something that is... Uh, computable, calculable, we can find it. And it takes into consideration everybody and everything. So let's look at this particular ecosystem of the earth. Before actions are taken or or this win for all, it takes into consideration every human being, uh, every conscious being and unconscious being, every animal, mineral, uh, body of water, earth's sky, sea, you know, um, every ecosystem, insects, uh, microbes, it takes the whole continuum into consideration before it takes action. So what's happening right now on our planet is um, we may need a, we have, we have a need of a certain part of, the, of this planet, you know, for oil, right? That's a good example. But they don't take the, the needs and the considerations of, uh, you know, the environment of the people that live around the land that will get polluted, of the air in general that is consistently being polluted over, you know, hundreds of years, of the species that that perish or get sick and die or their life expectancy is shortened uh, because of these toxins that are released because they're not taking into consideration everybody and everything that needs to be taken into consideration before implementing something like fossil fuel um, systems. So with the singularity, the uh, supercomputer or the AI would be evolved. See, our current AI cannot do this, but this super AI would be uh, at the level where they could compute everything and take everything into consideration. And that is the singularity. That is the point, the win for all. So I'm going to put that on the table for Everybody should talk, but even Matt, if you have something to add, we'd like to hear it. 
So I just put that out on the table. What do you think about that concept of the singularity, that it is a win for all on this ecosystem, and eventually you take that and extrapolate it out to the, the solar system and, and the, the galaxy and the universe, that there is a singularity which is a win for all for all creation. Okay, who wants to take the docking stick? Okay, I got it. <laughs> you got it? Okay, go okay. ahead. Okay. And I'll try to, and it is a deep question. Um, I could I, I don't know if it's an answer, but I could see I could see one potential outcome or actually several potential outcomes of this. So I'll step back and, and say this. What is it about the singularity, meaning that there's a there's a convergence that's going on of multiple timelines, multiple existences, multiple vibrations mm -hmm. and frequencies. Mm -hmm. They're all coming down mm -hmm. to this singularity. So it's a, so it's like a fork in the road. What is it we're trying to learn from this? What are we trying to teach ourselves of this? What, what are we supposed to experience from this and take from this? And then once we do, which path are we going to take? Which timeline? There's multiple. There's infinite number of timelines that exist out there. I mean, it, we can't even count them. But Obviously, there's a purpose for this because it's showing up. Otherwise, it wouldn't be here. So what are we trying to take from this? And I say this. We stay remain, if we stay focused in our hearts, we will be guided in the right direction. Which path to take? Look at the flower of life. You're all, all of you are familiar with the flower of life. It's a, uh, for me, it's a it, it's a two-dimensional representation of a, of a multi-dimensional and multi-frequency expression of this universe and multiple universes. Every intersect within that flower of life, it, where these lines intersect, is a point of singularity. So there's multiple points of singularities going on at at any one t time again again just i'm just placing time because it's just an illusion time is just an illusion that the that we're experiencing but the reason we're experiencing it is because we're within this time space if we were outside of time space we would see exactly what our creator sees everything's now so and, and again it's a convoluted answer but it's not really an answer because we need to find out for ourselves and as individual expressions of the creator, what is it we're trying to teach ourselves? What is it we're trying to see? And when we do see whatever we're supposed to see, will we allow ourselves to accept what it is and then be able to guide ourselves to a, a reality that exists with love compassion, empathy, true oneness. So here's another way of looking at it. Currently, our world is very set up in, as competition, 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 fight, 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 fight. You know, you know, one is better than another and, and so forth. And competition is good. Even in business, we see this. It's, business is good because, you know, the, the strongest will survive and so forth. Look at the flower of life again. 
each space within the flower of life can be seen as a competitor. They're all fighting, trying to they're trying to find their position within this universe. Eventually, all these businesses or the, this all this competition intersects. So there, there's a reckoning, and I don't mean it in a negative way, but there's a, a reckoning that has to occur or a melding or an integration. So competition may be good for many people, but there's going to become a time where there is a singularity. We have to integrate to be able to move on on our journey. We have to integrate. So sure, our creator says, I'll allow you to experience you know, individuality or the illusion of individuality because I'll create this universe for you and everything's vibration, everything's frequency. Your focus will determine your reality because your focus will cause a quantum collapse that brings in all these potential timelines into a timeline that you experience as an individual based on your previous expressions, feelings, experiences, and so forth. But there's going to be a time when your experience is going to integrate with somebody else's experience, and then both of you will become one. If you want to hold off on that, sure, I'll allow you because that's that's my gift to you. But there will come a time where you will have to integrate and share with each other what you've learned. So now when you integrate and share with each other what you've learned – both of you will be able to evolve and ascend in frequency as one in direct relation to our creator. We, we descend in vibration and frequency into this physical experience to experience whatever lessons we're supposed to learn. And then as we integrate, we raise our vibration even more and get closer and closer to the vibration of our creator. And eventually we do go back to our creator. So it's a very deep question and so forth. And, and again, and I just said it in a very as simplistic as possible. Cool. I don't know if it, I don't I, know if it I, makes I, I sense. Like you make a lot of sense. Okay. I'd like to... Uh, and speak up, honey. I'd like to formulate it a little bit differently uh, just because of uh, the way my, <laughs> my mind works. Uh, and uh, 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 when I... Uh, think of is or i uh, it seems to me useful to think that everything is perfectly the way it is right now and the things that you find difficult and i find difficult to accept as part of me or part of my universe are the challenges that i have to expand myself in order to uh, embrace and so uh the first thing is to recognize what's there the second thing is to accept it and then to uh, you then you can uh, make choices that take more and more into consideration and rather than having a dichotomy between the heart and the intellect uh, i i think it's useful to uh, look at that in any dichotomy as just uh, an opportunity to assess what the dimension itself is and uh, and you really have to think in a way if you follow this out that everything is perfectly the way it is and it couldn't be any other way because this is the way it is and whatever is bugging you now is resonating with some part of yourself that you haven't fully integrated or else you could accept what that is. And that's kind of an extreme uh, way of looking at it, but it really helps to dig what you've got, don't sweat what you've got, see what it is, and uh, just follow your heart and uh, 
that doesn't mean that you have uh, got rid of your ego or your sense of self. It's, I find it really useful to have both pride and humility, and to, uh, rather than to be uh, completely over to any time you think you have no choice, that means you're in a limited voice. And if you can invoke within you the opposite and realize that there's a center that can embrace the needs of both, you transcend that level of consciousness into another one. At least that's a little way of looking at it. Yes, and that works too. That's the beauty of it. From, in, from the perspective that's been shown to me that the, the way I explained it is correct. The way you explained it mm -hmm. is, is also correct. And the way Janet will explain it is also correct because again mm -hmm. we're looking at the, at the, at the same if we're looking at a basketball we're looking at the same darn basketball the only thing is i'm seeing it from underneath janet's seeing it from the left you're seeing it from the right somebody else is maybe seeing it from the top and we're all trying to explain the same basketball yeah and it all and it all works but then but but here's the kicker in in the end it doesn't really matter because it's all an illusion. It's all an illusion anyway. But the process, <laughs> but the process of trying to explain it, we learn from it. That's the gift. That's the that's oh. the that's the classroom experience that we're experiencing here in this universe. It's all an illusion, but to try to describe the illusion, you find different ways of describing it. Does that make sense? Right on. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Amanda, Thomas, do you have something to add? Oh, to no, I'm, I'm intrigued because he, he believes in pretty much the same way I do, that we're all fractals of the original. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Well, okay. original source, period. <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, that's why I say everyone's my brother and sister, because... We are from the same same place, so why fight? <laughs> That's the point. Why fight? So, from the perspective of, of this perspective that you're putting out there, plus that uh, you are a fractal of folk, Nikashida, uh, you've been through this before. Here's these human beings that you co-created with Nimaneki and. And here they are with this war, series of wars, year after year, century after century, this uh, sub-parsing and fracturing and fractaling has created us looking at each other in opposition as enemies. But we're all brothers and sisters. We're all one. We're all... What do you think contributed to that? What caused that to happen in the first place based on your research? And what continues, I mean, we see more division now than we have in, in 10, 20 years. We were, we were heading down at the efforts of many generations, heading into loving oneness and connection and, and being brothers and sisters. But it seems like every time we uh, look at the, the world again, there's somebody causing uh, fracturing and divisiveness. So what do you think is going on here? Who's behind all this? If you look at the top of the all-seeing pyramid and the, the eye that sees everything, who's, who's doing this? What's this? I basically, I wrote this morning that we're kept at odds with each other to the point where we can't see, you know, this thief at the top of the pyramid that just robs us of our life force. 
uh, keeps us in economic and corporate economic slavery because we're always fighting each other and we don't see who the real villain is. We don't see who the real enemy is. We just see our brothers and sisters as enemies and we're being duped. Somebody else. I, I will give you an answer and it may be a little deep, but it may be also simplistic. That makes sense. In a word, the culprit of all this is ourselves. And and but we're demonizing the illusion of whomever we choose to be able to give us something to fight against, to prove to ourselves or i.e. prove our ego that we can accomplish and overcome anything and everything. The main inner the main illusion or focal point for this fight is a vibration that most people know well I know you Janet and Sasha know by the name of Marduk Marduk's vibration the frequency currently is uh, around this world and has influenced many that are in power at this point in time but again this vibration we as individuals at the at, at our soul level and, and heart level purposely put out there to create something to fight against to prove to ourselves yeah. that we're 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 better than any better than what we are and we could overcome it again learning from this from this fight um so how do we stop this then we need to stop fighting fighting within ourselves we need to acknowledge that the real fight is just a choice that we're doing within ourselves we need to realize that we as individuals are creating a reason to fight and we're projecting this reason out there and it's creating a reality that gives us exactly what we're looking for. Again, quantum physics says, you know, whatever you put out there, that's what you're going to get. Your focus will determine your reality. So we're putting this, all these wars, all this fighting, all this killing and murdering out there. Why? Why are we doing this? What are we trying to prove to ourselves that we could overcome? And really, if we really want to overcome it, it's just to let it go. Don't worry about everyone else out there. Focus within yourselves. What is going on within each and every one of us that is triggering us to say, I need to prove to myself that I could win this. I could, whatever challenge comes my way, I can beat this. Why do we have to prove this? We have already proven it. By the simple fact that we chose to be fractals to come into the into this physical universe, we've already proved it. You know, I think it, part of it is to realize that we have uh, the fact of Marduk within us too, and that that's part of what we who we are and what we do. That we uh, and that there's a part of us that uh, isn't uh, a, a competitor and a ruthless competitor. It doesn't mean that the uh, the what that part of us wants ever needs to be expressed because when we get down to the need, what we need is love and attention and affection and, and uh, human uh, contact. But we—that's—I think—that's where to start with your inner Marduk. 
which we already have that love and compassion and empathy for ourselves. I have it for you and Janet and for every and all your listeners. I have it for you. Why? Because you're my brothers and sisters. You come from mm-hmm. my, my same father and mother. We're all the same. Mm-hmm. You're vibrating, obviously, at a different vibration than I am because you look different than I do. The way I look is based on the vibration my soul is vibrating at. So, I, but even though we're a little different in vibration, we still come together as one and we still create that rainbow, make it, make it into light. Mm-hmm. Because, oh. without, because without me, without you, without Janet, without everyone in this world, we cannot go where we're supposed to go. Without with that without without that one vibration without the red color in, in a rainbow you wouldn't have a rainbow. Yeah. Right. So you know, Mar- Marduk has told uh, Michael Lee Hill that he really felt he was compelled to do what he did. He feels uh, uh, terrible about it, and he wishes to make amends and contribute to the uh, age of Aquarius, and uh, that Dalzu uh, has in- instructed. Uh, all the Anunnaki to help, but, you know, Jesus and, and what uh, uh, Jillian Green tells us, Mingashita uh, uh, and were going to go on another mission, but they were asked to stay and help Earth uh, clean up its mess and that they're here now to help us. What do you think of that? Yes, that's what's going on as we speak, but for it to work, we need to begin to release the labels that we're, we're given for ourselves. Um, the labels are, is, is not what is important. What's important is the message. Within the message carries the vibration and carries the frequency that's going to unify mm-hmm. every everyone in. But but it's going to be in the heart. That vibration is already in the heart mm-hmm. through, through the spiritual heart. That's the network that exists right now. That's the connection to everyone. And through tele-empathy, as Greg Braden had, had put it, that's our communication, mm-hmm. right? It's it's well, it's an organic inter- internet. So yeah, yeah, we we need to listen yeah. to uh, the, the messages. You hear it, Janet hears it, I hear it. That why do you think we're on this radio show now? We were brought together, and now others that begin to hear this will start reaching out to their friends, their family, their loved ones sharing the same message and that message carries a vibration that it carries a frequency so it'll get to the point where we won't even need to say a word our spiritual hearts will be beating that vibration and we will instantly know without saying a word true tele-empathy you know one of the things that I find really useful is uh, to imagine myself behind doing remote viewing behind the eyes of another person, then to feel all their chakras, and especially their heart chakra, and so then I can feel what the world feels like to them, and it, it helps me empathize with them and feel my oneness with them. It's to just look, remote view in uh, the eyes of someone who you uh, would like to uh, merge coherent fields with, and it's quite amazing. Yes, exactly. That through remote viewing begins the, I call it an external process. You, you remote view and you view somebody which you're actually viewing their vibration. The moment you do that, you start aligning that your energies with that energy of the individual, just like a tuning fork to a, to a crystal. 
and then you go right into the heart into the spiritual heart and you begin to hear you recognize the same heartbeat spiritual heartbeat as yours and that's what brings that's the attraction that's what brings you makes that connection instantly and that's when you know yeah, without beautiful. you know without knowing another technique that I find uh, useful is to breathe in and out exactly like the uh, not not so that the, it's distracting, but breathe in and out uh, as the other person that you're focusing on breathes in and out, uh, and uh, match their speed of speech and basically pace them, and uh, you'll you'll learn more and more. Yeah, but now uh, I'll I'll take it one step further. Once an individual does that to the individual person. Now, tr uh, now tap into the resonating frequency of the heartbeat of the of the earth. Mm. You do that, yeah, and now you will connect. You'll be connected to the universal heartbeat that exists throughout this universe, and our Creator. Wow! Wow! That, Thank and you. That, and that's where we're all needing to go, but we could only take baby steps. If we were, if for many of us, if we were to instantly connect with Mother Earth's heartbeat, it would be so overwhelming that uh, for some people they may even go psychotic, because because the, the energy is so much and the vibration is so different that the ego won't be able to understand it, and it'll go psychotic. Again, by energy is vibration, is frequency, but it's also truth. You can't get more pure than than that. So. Blue is blue because we labeled it blue, but just look at the vibration. It's vibrating, it's true expression. So we connect with Mother Earth. She just vibrates at, at the, the true vibration, the expression of what is the, the galaxy. And the galaxy, the core of the galaxy is vibrating its heart truth based on the universal mm -hmm. Uh, on the universe's uh, vibration and heartbeat and the universe vibrates at the heartbeat based on our creator and that leads me to Janet's uh, uh, question regarding the wing makers right. the wing makers is about bringing this universal truth from the future back to us to, to the now the wing makers, and, and, and a lot of people have this thing about the wing makers. They think, oh, they're, they can be the archons, they can be evil, and so forth. The wing makers are human, but they're in, the, but they are in the future. They in the 25th, maybe 26th century, and beyond. They live in in a reality of high technology, very high AI technology but it's organic, it's empathetic. And what they knew that what, what they went through was a point in time in, in humanity's history, well, their history, that we were at a point, a crossroads or a singularity where we're gonna have to make a choice between AI slash transhumanism or organic evolution. Human 3.0 is what the wingmakers talk about this. And and there's five interviews that were given by Dr. Jameson Neruda. 
he used to be part of the ACIO and eventually broke away from them. He spoke about the ACIO and also the Labyrinth Group, which I know Janet and Sasha, both of you know because of Michael Lee Hill and others, and through about A.R. Borden. Um, but what was shared with me, and again, there was a connection that was received from these wing makers. The, the knowledge and, inf- and, and wisdom that they shared, I've always had as a child. I just never had a label for it. And when I saw the uh-huh. wing, makers, wing makers material, I instantly resonated with it because it, I, it resonated truth because it's everything that was given to me and shown to me as a child. So you, Janet, Sasha, myself, and the others, many, many others currently existing in this incarnation are the elders of the wing makers in the future. We are receiving their information now to acknowledge mm-hmm. it and then begin to share it and go out to the world and start talking to the people to prompt them to go back into their hearts and begin mm-hmm. listening to their heart passion, their information, their message of their heart to themselves on what they need to do for their in, in their current incarnation. Because there there is a chance where humanity can evolve artificially or organically. Even the, the Hopi prophecy speaks of this, uh, especially in Pro- Prophecy Rock. We show humanity at a point where it ascends up and follows into the fifth world, as they call it. Currently, we're in the fo- fourth world, according to the Hopi. We ascend up and go into this fifth world of love, compassion. Everything's organic, no wars. But then if we choose a different path, the lower path, it, there's a lot of spikes on the road and stuff. So that that's a lot of wars, separation, and eventually uh, the end of humanity, pretty much as we know it. So even the Hopi speak of this. So now the wing makers uh, are sharing this information with us. And, and it was some time ago that uh, it was shared with us, uh, all the artwork and the messages were found in a place called Chaco Canyon in New Mexico. Oh, yeah. And there's one place in each continent. There's seven In the seven continents, there's one place that exists that where the wing makers left this information. Chaco Canyon is, is the one place here in the United States. I'm not aware of the other places in the different parts of the world. But, uh, and what I say is this. Take it, I, I would say the wing makers material, don't take it literally, feel it with your heart. Because in any writing, when it's, when heart goes to pen and then pen goes to paper, sometimes the translation gets missed a little bit. Read the material, feel your heart, and see what what is resonating, what is vibrating at. Because you'll know the heart is the great discerner of truth. Mm-hmm. I'm all about the heart, so it. Even even my Native American name that was given to me, spirit was actually actually gave me the name first before it was confirmed by the Hopi and the and the Yaki. And I didn't even say anything to them. They just saw it which kind of surprised me. Well, 
back then. It surprised <laughs> me. Now, now it doesn't surprise me. It's like, oh yeah, figures. <laughs> I am an ambassador of the heart. I am that ambassador. But so are you, Janet. So are you, Sasha. Everyone that's listening here to the show is an ambassador of the heart. And I am here for you all. And I am here for everyone as a guide only, but I could only show you the door. I am no different than you all. My vibration is a little different, obviously, because I have, I have a, I look different. If, if I vibrate the same vibration as Sasha, then I'd look like Sasha. <laughs> We'd be twins. <laughs> but we're all on the same mission. So um, I encourage everybody to look at the Wingmaker's material. And I believe, I think I, I sent uh, Janet a link to the Wingmaker's material that I have on uh, on my Google yeah. Drive. But, uh, uh, but again, read it with an open mind and an open heart. And your heart will guide you to exactly what material you're supposed to go to. And again, it's, it's open source. It's, it's, it's public domain. So people can share this information to everyone and anyone. Um, but it's, inform- it's old, from the perspective of the wingmakers, it's old information. From our perspective, it may be new, but deep down in our hearts, we're like, well, wait a minute, we know this already. How do we know this already? Because it's universal knowledge and wisdom. It started, that knowledge and wisdom created this universe and the, and the multiple universes. It created us as fractals. We vibrate this truth already. We're just externalizing it now and going oh wow it's it's truth but then we begin to re-internalize it again and realize oh wait a minute we don't need to externalize it anymore just act on it hence mm-hmm. following your passion your heart passion acting on your heart passion everybody's heart yeah. passion is, is different and that's and that's perfectly fine what isn't fine is if we don't act on that heart passion, then we're not fulfilling our purpose, and then we go down a very gloomy, a gloomy path. That's why there's so there's so many opioids being prescribed and not prescribed, uh, depression, and you know antidepressant uh, prescriptions is in high demand as we speak. Why is that? Because the ego has convinced the soul that nope your purpose is not worth it so if you don't follow your heart passion you become depressed and eventually you end up going down a path that you may not never come out of so i'm here to remind everyone you do have a purpose you have a purpose and a place in this universe and we can't do it without you again i am just a messenger Right on. In psychology, we say that the cure for depression is action and expression, and the expression is the expression of the heart. Um, so what you're saying is, is you know, totally consistent with, with what my work shows me. Universal knowledge. That's that's yeah. all it is. It's you've confirmed it. 
you, you confirmed it from a scientific standpoint, but you already knew that anyway because your heart is already hardwired to that. It's your expression as Sasha Lesson is evidence of love in action and in the expression. Yeah. Just like Janet and just like myself, we are expressions of love in action. So why are we sitting mm -hmm. on our guts? We need to take action. And yeah. doing it together, we do it together to raise our vibration even higher. If we can come, if we can perform two or three miracles just as one individual, imagine imagine how many miracles we'd be able to perform if we do it with fifty people, or a hundred people, or a million people. The energy combined and integrated as one thought, raising that vibration from the heart. And we and we and we fine tune that integration by tuning our focus not to each other, but to the heartbeat of our world, of our planet. Mm -hmm. And once we make that connection, then we focus our our attention to the center of this galaxy, to the heartbeat of the galaxy. And now we make that connection. And now the all that energy from the galaxy goes into us and into the planet and just raises our vibration because now we're beating the same frequency imagine what what that'll do who needs technology we'll have the power of, of a galaxy wow <laughs> that's what Thoth was about Thoth knew this So you and, said that Thoth was also an incarnation of another being from another uh, societal structure or vibratory frequency or something like that? Yes. His name is Sentak, and that's S-E-N period T-A-K, Sentak. Sentak was one of the first beings that evolved after the creation of this universe. He and many others... Um, the wingmakers actually speak of the central race that was created uh, after I say our universal creator. The wingmakers call our creator first source. Um, mm -hmm. First source created fractals, and after the, the fractals were his first expression uh, into the different seven grand galaxies that were created. Uh, we're in the seventh grand galaxy, um, but each grand galaxy has a central race. That central race, uh, according to the wingmakers, is called the tribes of light. They, they're not physical. They can choose to be physical if they choose to, but they're vibrate at a, at a vibratory level that's light and beyond. And within these tribes of light we have different distinctions or expressions uh, I call them clans or tribes or whatever the, you know whatever label you want to give it one of those clans is the avian clan and that's the one that Sentak is from Sentak is an expression of the avian clan and there's a vibratory frequency of incarnations that begins from Sentak and goes down the timeline and has gone into the future uh, a, 
of, of one of many potential futures. And one of those incarnations was that of Ningasita. Ningasita, i.e. Sentok, went into an Anunnaki body to assist the Anunnaki in their evolution. As you know, the Anunnaki are high, high technology, very, very left brain. Their technology is beyond, obviously, the ours and, and so forth. But even Inky recognized that the, they needed work in regards to their right brain or their empathy, their compassion. Yeah. So, so yeah. Enki, Enki was trying to imbue this onto his creation, i.e., humanity. Hence, the the tweaking of the of the DNA constantly, trying to make them more compassionate, more independent. And Ningashida, i.e., Thoth, assisted, providing guidance, received from Galzu. Galzu is one of these, from what it appears to be, one of these tribes of light people as well he was always there guiding them so Galzu and Thoth were kind of working in tandem for lack of a better word Galzu was more energetic and so forth as Thoth was more physical because he was incarnated into a physical body what better way to assist a species to evolve is is from working it from the inside out know the system know the culture and once you know their culture you begin the process of being able to guide them in a way that they can better accept this and then everyone raises their vibration well look at yeshua for a lot of people jesus he chose to go into into the jewish people why he chose to incarnate because he needed to make a change from the inside out I think that true of both Nimba and Enki, that they came from a higher species down into Anunnaki form. To, it was like the the three of them were like the Holy Trinity. Enki I, would, I wouldn't doubt it. I, would, I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, their purposes. I mean, remember, Nimba, Enki, and Ningasita, both, all three uh, were into creating. What inspired right. them? What inspired them? What really got to them was that when they saw uh, that uh, Bigfoot's ancestor, Homo erectus, was empathetic, was letting other animals out of, out of the trap, was able to communicate uh, from the heart. That's what Enki wanted for us, too. Yes. So does it surprise you that here we are, here we are again in, the, in this incarnation, doing the same thing, but at a, but at a different level? Not at we, all. We Not did it all. for the we did uh, it for I, the Anunnaki. Now we're doing it for humanity. Yeah, I'm really uh, struck by this. Uh, what uh, uh, what Susan uh, Hansen calls the third wave of people that have been coming in, more and more of us who just keep having this dream of peace and universal love. And I feel like you're one of them. Uh, you know, uh, and, and this, Jan and I are just so obsessed with. Uh, feeling our universal oneness and bringing uh, peace to this planet that uh, whether it ever occurs or not it, it feels wonderful to be doing it <laughs> well that, and that's all that matters that's all that matters we just go out and do what we're what we're what our heart passion is telling us to do and then if it, if people choose to listen to their heart messages so be it if they don't that's okay too so mm -hmm. and that is why uh, 
I'm following my heart passion now. I, I'm supposed to go out to the world and talk to the people face to face. My words may be a little different than others, but just by being present is enough mm-hmm. to, for the, the spiritual heart to get that energy out there and connect with everyone to show them that they are just as important as anyone else out there. They're just as important than any president or any king or queen in this world. Beautiful. And we have to do it together. There's, there, there is no way around this. We have to do it together. There has to be a, there may be a few that choose not to, but that's perfectly fine because that's all part of the universal plan. They are mm-hmm. serving a purpose yeah. as well because because of them, they're, they're choosing a road that is extremely tough. They're showing us lower, the lower expression or lower vibration of the frequency of, of, of incarnate, mm-hmm. physical incarnation. If it wasn't for them, we wouldn't know any other way. We wouldn't know a higher vibration. Mm-hmm. So I say thank you to all of them, regardless of it. And it may, we got murderers and killers and so forth that are out there. But again, they're all labels. If we step back and look at the vibration, it's a, lo- it's a lower vibration, yes. But for us, it doesn't feel good. Why? Because we've already been there in other incarnations. We've been there already. We've experienced that. So we know exactly where, where we don't want to be. So now we, we go the other direction, and we bring more 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 souls with us, more fractals with us. It's like, look, this is what it feels like. It feels good. No, it doesn't. Okay, what does this feel like to you? Oh, it feels good. Well, go where it feels good. Because if you don't, yeah. that's what you the other stuff you're gonna feel. No, I don't want that. Forget that. So you go where it feels good. It's natural. It's already hardwired into us. So for those other souls, those other fractals that are at the lower vibration, they're in agony. They are in agony. But they're fulfilling their purpose. It's a tough one. And that's where we as humanity need to be able to step back and not judge. As hard as it may be. And even for me as well. I mean, again, I'm in a physical body, so it's hard not to. But the idea of having two polar opposites had a purpose, and now we need to begin to integrate and not have these polar polar opposites create separation and segregation, and then causes mm-hmm. competition. You know, well, mean competition and causes anger and destruction. But if we begin to integrate, then we'll begin to harmonize everything more and be able to find a solution to be able to evolve beyond evolve beyond our biology, according to Dr. Lipton. Move beyond the biology. Eagle Heart, we're running yes. out of time. What would you like to tell our listeners about how they can uh, find you? Well, currently they can find me on Facebook uh, under Eagle Heart or you can find me under the virtual sacred circle of nations on facebook as well i also have another fan page called the universal heart excuse me the universal sacred heart ministries uh, i post quite a bit there i currently started doing some 
podcasts, experimenting with podcasts, which are going to be precursors to setting up uh, these uh, presentation roadshows that I'm going to be doing, uh, Messages of the Heart. And again, it's going to be We'll have some talking points, but it's going to be very, very uh, non-scripted, just like how we did here with the with the radio show. Um, mm-hmm. Whatever comes out is supposed to come out for those individuals, and uh, because for the next presentation, it'll be completely different, and that's how it's mm-hmm. supposed to. Be. The vibration is exactly what it's supposed to be for for those group of people. Uh, and again, the idea here is to remind people of who they are, how important they are in this universal plan, and that we're all brothers and sisters in this together, and together we will evolve organically into the human 3.0, a heart-centered there reality. You have it. Thank you so much for joining us today, Eagle Heart and listeners. advertising you may hear in this program is of the sole discretion and benefit of the host of whose program you are listening to. Revolution Radio does not endorse any commercial products, nor does it accept monetary compensation for on-air advertising of commercial products, nor will it ever. We are and shall remain 100% listener supported. Any product advertising on this program are considered used at higher risk, and Revolution Radio shall not be held liable for any claims or damages received from any product advertised within this program. Revolution Radio, where information never sleeps. Moscow's freeze. That's your cerebral cortex looking for an answer it doesn't have. See? Even your brain knows you're screwed. that fear can exist is in our thoughts of the future. It is a product of our imagination, causing us to fear things that do not at present and may not ever exist. That is near insanity. Do not misunderstand me. Danger is very real, but fear is a choice. We are all telling ourselves a story. Listening to Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com. 100% listener supported radio. Reporting to danger. Unafraid.
right here where information never sleeps. Revolution. Radio. Take a look around, kid. What do you see? Homes being foreclosed. People working two, three jobs just to put food on the table and still drowning in debt. Don't get me wrong. This country is founded on great ideals and principles. They've all been ruined by the banks. Open your eyes to the banks that are robbing you. You know who my favorite president was? Who? Thomas Jefferson. Because he saw all of this coming and tried to stop it. He fought the banks. JFK too, and they killed him for it. The banking institution is more dangerous than an army, he said. 